Hey, what's going on? This is the Convo Norm along with Mike. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. It is Sunday, October 9th, 2022. The Leafs 5-2, and two, Michael, in the preseason with three regular season games coming up. The Habs, Washington, and the Senators. Will it be another 54-win season for the Maple Brothers? Time will tell. The question right now is, who will all be lining up on opening night in Montreal? Good morning, sir. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving to everyone in uh, north of the border. Uh, I'm jealous of you because you get the stuffing about six weeks before I do. Um, All right. Well, I I don't know how much was proven from uh, a seven game preseason. I think they, you know, I, I think that there are a number of players that can fit into those extra spots, but the problem is, is with this roster and I did a little experiment with, uh, uh, on my hockey buzz column during the week, you know, I went into cap friendly and they have a sort of GM manager tool where you can like place players on the roster and, you know, see if you can make things fit and they have to fit underneath the $82.5 million cap. And I'm not Brandon Pridham, so I'm not a capologist, but um, I could get the team under 82.5 if Engvall was on LTIR along with Liljegren and Jordy Ben. And, um, but problem is Engvall played last night, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be on LTIR. So how are they going to get under 82.5? And that's the question that I, that I have. I don't know how they're going to do it unless somebody, um, last night or unless, you know, the indications are John Tavares is about 70, 30 to play in the opener against Montreal on Wednesday. Now, even if he doesn't, he's not going to be LTIR because LTIR would mean he misses the first 10 games or 24 days. So that's out. Engvall is not going to go on LTIR. That's out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only one who's going to be able to be buried in that sense is Timothy Lilligren because he's going to be out until the middle of November. Um, I don't know how they do it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what they do. Now they placed some players on waivers yesterday, Joey Anderson, uh, Mac Hollowell. Um, they could lose Joey Anderson cause he had a really good year in, in the American hockey league last year, but, uh, he just hasn't seemed to kick it into gear in terms of the NHL roster, but they have a number of decisions. And the thing is, Norm, I, I they may at the beginning of the year, start with 20 players on their mm-hmm. roster. That's how tight against the cap that they are. This is the business of the NHL in 2022. Norm James, Mike Jello, the Leafs convo for you, my friends. Thank you so much for all of your support. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. It means the world to us knowing that you are there to receive all of our content, Mike. You know, people who like to get into the details of roster decisions and wondering what can fit within the constraints, you know, of the, of the financial boundaries, uh, find this stuff intriguing for the rest of us. We're just ready to drop the puck. How is what's happening right now and what may not happen with the roster going to affect, um, the the play on the ice, Mike, should we even be worried about what's taking place right now and the situation that Brandon Pridham and these guys are up against? Or, you know, is it just, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, we'll get on with it. Some guys will get left out. Other guys will get a chance. Oh, I think it's extremely important because 
I mean, you could see a fourth line this year of Nicholas Abe-Kubel, Zach Aston-Reese, and David Kampf. And that's a fourth line that can play 13, 14 minutes a night mm-hmm. um, with the depth that they have up front. You know, you're talking about Kerfoot and Yarn Croak and – uh Engvall possibly on the third line. I mean, we don't know what the what the construct is going to be, but they they might just be guys right now, but put in the right situation, they can be super effective. And if they're not, if at the end of the day there are problems uh, and constraints that uh, prohibit some of these things from taking shape, then yes, um, you know the, the Leafs will not be able to see the positive outcomes of that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is if you have a fourth line like that, and there are going to be injuries, we know that. Mm-hmm. But if you have a fourth line like that, there are not many teams that have third lines as good as that. I mean, Aston mm-hmm. Reese is a third is a third line guy. Aubrey Cabell is third, fourth line. Good, both good two way players. Comp, really good face off guy. I mean, the depth up front. Right. You may not have you know the same quality as somebody like Ilya Mikheyev, who scored over twenty goals last year mm-hmm. but i think the balance right is, is much better but then where, where you come into the questions and i think you know the the, the i mean dennis Malgan scored again yesterday dennis Malgan has four goals in the preseason has played pretty well dennis Malgan is not getting through waivers if they put him on waivers somebody's claiming him um they haven't signed aston reese yet because i think they're waiting to Make sure they have, um, you know, the space to be able to sign them. They have two contracts under the mm-hmm. 50 contract limit, so I think they're going to, and I think they they've used them and they like them. Um, I'd be su- I'd be surprised if they didn't sign them. Um, but you know, how does Morgan? How does Clifford? How does Simmons? How does how do all those affect Nick Robertson? I mean, the thing is, Nick Robertson's had a good camp. Now, I, I didn't see – I saw most of the Detroit game, uh, the Detroit-Toronto game uh, at Little Caesars on Friday. I didn't notice – somebody had said online that Robertson was on the ice for three of the uh, Detroit goals. If that's the case, then even though he's producing offensively, I go back to what I said at the beginning of camp. If he's not a top six guy mm. – and he's with the Marlies. He's got to be in a scoring role, right. playing with veteran players that can cover up for his defensive inadequacies. Right. And that's based on youth. So if he's not going to be on the top, you know, if he's not going to be on the second line, and if Tavares comes back, then he probably is not going to be, then he's going to end up with the Marlies. And then that's one spot that a Morgan or one of these veteran guys can fill. Why I'm, else would they have brought a Morgan back in to showcase his stuff? if the Leafs weren't going to offer him the opportunity if he were to showcase himself in a positive way and actually produce, which he has done. He's he's done what they wanted him to do or what he hoped he would do. So, you know, we can go on about Dennis Mulgan and the history of the guy and, you know, some of the things that took place that weren't so favorable for the Maple Leafs. But here and now, he's come into camp. He scored four goals. He's looked pretty good. They're going to risk losing him, um, you know, if if they make him uh, vulnerable to to other teams getting their hands on him. So start the bloody guy. Let him play and see what happens. 
Well, and that's the question. I mean, he's a $750,000 league minimum contract, and he scored four goals in the preseason. Right. So you know he's getting claimed by somebody. Right. He's only 25 years old. He's cheap, and and he had a good camp. So I would think that based on uh, that, that Kyle Dubas will not place him on waivers because he'll lose him. Now, Kyle Clifford, if they place him on waivers, he's got this year and next year on a contract, mm-hmm. a one-way deal. He will clear. Not because he's not a good player, but I don't think there are a lot of teams out there that want to – keep him on their 23 man or try to sneak him through waivers and have him earn a one-way deal uh, uh, in the minors. So I don't think that, you know, it's going to be a problem for him to get snuck through waivers. Um, Wayne Simmons, I get the feeling, and I have no proof on this, but I get the feeling Wayne Simmons probably will end up through his agent doing a Jason Spezza and saying, if I get claimed, I'm retiring. You know, I think he's I think he's staying in Toronto. He signed with Toronto. He signed an extension with Toronto. He built a house in the in the area. He's raising his raising his kids right in the Toronto area. I think he wants to stay in the organization. Does he have the leverage that Spezza had at the time? I, and well, do you I think mean, the it, response will be well. Too bad. Well, I think I, I think I think if he t- if he puts it out Norm puts puts it out there, Norm, that he says I'm not going to play with it for anybody else. Teams will honor that. I mean, really, he's right. a, he's a thirteenth forward. He's somebody who you know they'll bring in and be physical. Now, I don't know whether now, and this is yeah, and this is this is the thing. Um, one of the one of the tricks that the Leafs can implement. Um, there is a a cap exception for players who make league minimum that you if you call them up on emergency. Mm-hmm. So, and they did this at times last year, um, players, now players who are making league minimum, like Morgan, like Victor Mete, if they got sent down and then were brought back up, they wouldn't count against the cap because mm-hmm. they were called on emergency recall. But the question is, would, would they get through waivers? I don't think Morgan would. I don't think. Uh, maybe Mete would, I, I'm not, you know, he, I think they like him right now cause he can play both sides. Um, you know, he's, he's quick, but I don't think he's an NHL defenseman. I think they really got him to be for, with the Marlies, but the Jordy Ben injury mm-hmm. really, uh, affected things. Now, the other thing is, and everybody jumped to conclusions when Justin Hall what, did not practice on Friday. Uh, that maybe there was a trade happening, and it ended up he had food poisoning. Wishful so, thinking, guys. Yeah, no, no, no. I well, this is the thing. Something is going to have to happen when Liljegren comes back, right? And, you know, they're going to have a tight squeeze to get under the cap now. Liljegren, that's another million four on the cap. Now maybe you have injuries and it won't be that big of a deal. You never know how the season right. unfolds, but. You can't carry a seventh defenseman making a million four or a seventh defenseman like Justin Hall making two million. Something's going to have to happen. I heard from someone that they have talked to other teams about Justin Hall, and there are teams that are interested. So I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibility that when Liljegren comes back that Justin Hall is uh, shuffling off to the great beyond. Mike, it is nice to have depth. It is nice to have options, but there are salary cap 
implications. John McDermott, their biggest problem right now, the cap waivers and too many good options with only 21 slots. It's a nice problem to have, is it not, Michael Augello from Chicktawaga, New York? It's a nice USA, planet Earth. It's a nice problem to have, but you know, I would hate to be Brandon Pridham right now because his job, I mean, this is where he's earning his money because I, like I said, I'm, I'm not a novice, but I'm not a capologist and I couldn't figure out how the hell they get under, uh, under uh, 82.5. Now, uh, you know, maybe there's a trade, maybe there's a trade out there and they're going to move somebody, you know, maybe they're going to, you know, maybe Engvall gets traded, maybe Justin, no, not AHL team. Happy Thanksgiving guy H. Holy crap. Hey guys, we're going to just do a short show today because you know there's family and there's food and all kinds of stuff that you know i'm i'm in the festivities that i'm going to be uh waving in mike's face over a facebook messenger uh, a little bit (laughs) a little bit later on today um we'll we'll let the brass figure out what's going on with the roster five and two in the preseason matt murray looked good last night in the the second of two versus the wings Samsonov has looked pretty solid those two guys are going to be effective if both can stay healthy. Um, I've read in places, uh, whether on publications, so-called experts, predictions um, that are are pretty lofty for the Maple Leafs in the regular season. Fans, some fans think the Leafs uh, can reach the the same zenith they the Leafs reached last year. 54 wins, like 30 plus games over 500, 115 points or something like that, Mike. Um, would be nice, but is it that necessary considering that what happens in the, 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 the second part of the season is more important than the first part? It's almost like the first, the, the regular season is a facade. Sure, you get your, sta- your stature, your standing, you put yourself in position, but really doesn't seem to matter where the Leafs put themselves. Every single time the second season rolls on, they fall flat on their face. And I mean, we'll talk a little bit about what happened last night at Rogers Center and, and how you know it correlates to what the Blue Jays have been through, or sorry, the, the Maple Leafs have been through the last several seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I go into this season with the same mentality as I did uh, last year, which was the regular season, other than making the final tournament, making the final eight in the East, is meaningless. It, the season starts in April and May with this team advancing in the playoffs. And that's to, you have to obviously devote yourself to having, uh, you know, playing solid through the 82 games, right. making the playoffs, putting yourself in a position to play the weakest opponent that you can. And in the Atlantic division, we know, you know, barring any kind of like falling off the, falling off the planet, um, it's going to be, uh, Tampa, Florida, Toronto in that mix for the top three spots in in the Atlantic Division. Mm-hmm. And where you want to be when it comes to uh, that division is in first place. You want to finish in first because you want to play one of the wildcard teams. You don't want to mm-hmm. face Florida. You don't want to face Tampa. You got a taste of that last year when you played the Lightning and you had a, you played a decent series, but you had a chance to beat them and they had that championship pedigree and you lost to them. So right. who you want to play is you want to play the, the fourth place team in, in the Metro or you want to play Boston or Ottawa who are not as 
awe-inspiring as they used to be. So that that's the thing. You are playing this 82-game schedule yeah. for one reason, to get the weakest opponent that you can in the first round. Well, and they got the weakest opponent the year prior. Well, right. And then the that, that didn't turn out. And, the, and 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 we know that the Tavares injury, right? You know the well, playing 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 in front of no fans, like all you know, and and, and blowing uh, or wasting two comebacks in Game Five and Game Six. We know and not getting great goaltending from Jack Campbell in Game Seven. So you know, I mean that you know the, there are there are reasons and you know excuses are for losers, but I'm just saying that. You know, you play that 82-game schedule to hone yourself for the playoffs, and the goal for the playoffs is to play the weakest team and beat them. And if you can do that, then, you know, you sort of um, shake off the, that reputation, that 18-year um, streak of ineptitude, and then you see how far you can go. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be – I mean, it's going to be – annoying in a sense for a lot of Leaf fans because all they're going to do is wait for April and see what happens. And it's just going to be sort of like, you know, uh, just a, a situation where you can't, you wish you could fast forward. You wish you could skip to April, but you yeah. can't. You have to get well, through the season. There's a long road ahead and we'll do our best to enjoy it. Stay in the moment, right? No point dwelling on the past. No point being anxiety ridden about what could come in the future. Let's just stay in the moment. Phenomenal hockey team with tons of potential. It may happen one day, Mike. We've seen it for other organizations. It may indeed happen one day. Do you think Austin Matthews wins another Rocket Richard trophy? What is that? Two in a row for him now? I mean, he could win a third one. He, you know, obviously he's one of the best scorers in the league. Um, he scored two. He he seemed a little disinterested last night, and he scored two goals on the power play. It's like that's how you know Neilander scored a couple goals. He looked fantastic last night. They were playing it in you know in third gear, and the the you know the Grand Rapids Griffins, who the Detroit Red Wings sent out there last night, they didn't look very good. But could was, you sense the team on the on ramp last night, ready for takeoff? Let's go. Yeah, I I, I think these guys seven games and it's been eight in the past is way too much it, at, at a certain point like when you're a week out they just want the hell you know get get right. get the hell on the ice i mean they you know they go up to gravenhurst and have their team building thing for a few days and you see these videos and they're cute and i i, I was amused you see these videos of like them at uh, bunting and, and Neilander at uh, Tim Hortons and Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews dressed up as uh, you know uh, with with wigs on going in the drive through. I mean, all that's cute, but honestly, I think most fans and probably the players, if you, you sort of like secretly asked them, said, "I wish we could have started a week ago." Right, and look, the there's an entertainment aspect that um, the Leafs and any professional team has to fulfill. The Leafs do that very well for a contingent of fans and followers who who want that kind of thing to, to keep them busy, keep them interested in you know other aspects besides what happens on the ice. For guys like us, Mike, we've been down that road before, mm -hmm. uh, super focused on, on what's happening with the team and its performance, which I think uh, this year will be a, another dynamic one. I don't see any reason why it won't be other than 
uh, injuries and who knows and some aberration that uh, works against this team. Other than that, it's it's all systems go. I will it win the division? Possibly. Will it uh, factor into one of the top slots to potentially draw a weaker opponent in the playoffs? Possibly. At the end of the day, Mike, it 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 matters, but it matters not. It really just comes down to this team setting itself up for playoff success in uh, the best way it possibly can. Um, and uh, at, at, at this point, the, the expectation is that it will. But as you've said, and we all know, um, the next five, six months will be fun, but it's what happens after that that will you know, be a, a testament to you know, whether this team um, is able to get off the snide and make a difference or you know, continue on the road of playoff futility few minutes to go, Mike. we got to get going with the festivities of the Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, do you have any last words for us to, to, to get us pumped and make us feel uh, extra positive about this opening night week? Well, a challenging start in the fact that they're playing four games in six nights. I mean, they open in Montreal, and I was expecting that with Slavkovsky being the first pick overall. You want to highlight um, the number one pick at home, in, in Santra Bell, that'll that'll be a challenge because they'll they'll I'm sure the the Habs and their you know the young Habs and their fans will be hyped up to play the, right. the mean, evil Leafs. But it's but it's at Montreal, then home opener on on Thursday against Washington, then Ottawa on Saturday, then Arizona on Monday. So four games in six nights is going to be challenging. You're going to see probably Murray start two and Samsonov start two because. I, I believe they're going to try to split these guys relatively down the middle. I can't see Murray playing like 55 to 60 games. I think it's going to be more like 45, 37 or something like that. Too. So, you know, they're going to, they're going to load manage the shit out of Matt Murray. So I think that, but he's look, he looked good in the preseason. So did Sam Sonoff. But as I've said on this show before, Peter Morazic looked good in the preseason last year. So and we're we're being optimistic yeah. hoping that these two, the two of them will split the 82 games. That's 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 optimism at its finest because there's a potential that a third or fourth goaltender will have to draw on it. Somewhere. Yeah, you can see Eric Schalgren in there for, you know, we don't we don't know. Right. I mean, that that's a thing. Like I said, I think they're going to they're going to make sure that they don't overwork Murray, especially if Murray plays well. They, you know, there'll be that tendency. Oh, he's playing great, so let's throw him out there again. No, you can't do that because he is in the past. Even with Pittsburgh, when he won two Stanley Cups, he played forty-five to fifty games. They had Mark Andre Fleury, so they had the luxury of a of a goaltender who's probably going to be in a hall of in the Hall of Fame as a backup or as a tandem guy. Samsonov is a young. Good goaltender. He made some nice saves against Detroit on on Wednesday. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to bring this up, and I I saw the report from Frank Cervalli. Um, Johnny, that, opinion on Dubis AM thirty four link distraction or not? What what's going on, Mike? Well, okay. Frank Cervalli reported that um, Dubis. There's a possibility that Dubis could leave, even if. 
uh, they advance past the first round that, you know, maybe he sees the writing on the wall, I, you know, whatever, but, writing but, on but the wall. well, uh, whatever, but, but how, how he and his relationship with Austin Matthews could affect going forward, the Leafs ability to resign Matthews. If Dubas goes someplace else, I don't buy it. I, I honestly uh-huh. think that if, if Dubas signs a new deal, if do, if they have success this year, Dubas, is not going to say, "Oh no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Arizona, or I'm going to go to wherever." He he knows that this is a top job, and if he gets a contract extension, which if they have success, they will. Uh, uh, he will. Um, I I don't think he wants to go anywhere, but he, you know he may have no choice if they don't have success. Right. Matthews. I mean, Matthews likes Dubas, likes the way he's operated this team. I think a lot of people have. Uh, do I think that's going to st- remember Matthews? Uh, the, the talk has been if he likes the direction of the Leafs organization, he'll sign here. If do they fire Dubas, I don't know who they're bringing in as a or if they walk away from Dubas, I don't know who they're bringing in as a general manager. I have no idea. Um, but right now, uh, I, I don't think Austin Matthews is thinking about this, and I don't think Kyle Dubas is thinking about this. It's mm-hmm. get through the season. That's well, the, the two point. of them, the two of them need to be part of an organization that has playoff success, and they'll yeah. have more leverage personally, professionally, financially, and we'll all be better for it as fans. A uh, couple of comments, and we'll get out of here. Jay Scott Murray is going to win the Vesna. You heard it here, not from me, Mike. Um, well, I mean, I I admire your uh, optimism. Mm-hmm. I I would think that the Leafs are, would be happy if he stays healthy. He's consistent. Um, you know, if he makes the all-star team, that's great. I personally think he will have a better year than Jack Campbell will in Edmonton because Toronto is a much better defensive team than Edmonton is. And by the way, Sandine plays um, again against Detroit, scores a goal, and the indications are Sandine is going to play the right side with Giordano on the bottom pairing. That's as I thought. Now they there's a possibility they could have moved a veteran over to that side, but Sandine has played right D before. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a learning process, but I do think he can handle it. So we'll see. Yeah, get out there and contribute. Last but not least, oh boy, Kiss sixty one. The Jays collapse was Leafian in nature. I, I oh my god, like Norm. I said is come on. Man. Okay, this is this is the thing. I was watching this game. I'm not a Jays fan. I'm not going to, you know, admit otherwise, or not going to p- pretend otherwise. I'm a Yankees fan. I believe firmly, firmly. But I mean, I thought that this was going to be a very competitive series. I thought Seattle could win. I thought uh, the Blue Jays could win. It was going to be three games, whoever it was. Yeah. Um, Castillo pitched great in Game One. Yeah. Yesterday, they're up eight-one. I turned the game off. I and I was watching the Leaf game. Why not? Right. Yeah, and then I walk into the other room with the where the where the TV was on and see nine-nine, and I'm like, right. what? the F happened. Right. And then I saw the highlights. I saw what happened in the Springer injury. I mean, honestly, it was, it, it was a vapor lock of 2013 game seven versus Boston proportions. Right. It really was. And now I don't know what the blue Jays are going to do personally. If I'm, if I'm John Schneider, I'm looking, I'm looking for work someplace else. I think you can't bring back an interim manager who, I think you know who, for a team that blew a lead like that. Mm-hmm. I think you got to find a find a good manager, somebody who can get them to the next level. 
I don't know who that is, but there are plenty of managers. Maybe maybe Joe Madden, maybe somebody like that. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, but I do know that you can't. I I would think that you can't bring back a young interim manager. They didn't sign him to an extension. He was mm-hmm. an interim interim mm-hmm. uh, tag. So maybe. But another thing, their pitching is just not deep enough. Barrios pitched badly during, mm-hmm. during the year. ERA over five. Manoa was fantastic. Gossman was pretty decent, but the free agent addition that they made in Kikuchi, he -hmm. was bad, and their bullpen wasn't great. And they really didn't help themselves at the deadline because they needed to get a Montas or a Castillo or somebody like that to help out their rotation. The the guy they were looking at was the guy that shut them down in game one. Yeah, and they they should have paid the price. on Ross Atkins more than it is on John Snyder, you know? No. No. So – it's hard. I mean, honestly, John for, Snyder doesn't make those acquisitions. It's Ross Atkins who does. Ross Atkins didn't make them. John, right. the thing with John Snyder is this: he's he was waiting in the wings from the very beginning, right? Um, Carlos Montoya, he, he he knew he knew this. So, the, at the end of the day, he, um, they won the first wild card spot. They looked pretty amazing in the last month of the season. They were firing on all cylinders. They got. Uh, shut down by a hot pitcher in the first game we're up eight one in the second game and i, I mean at like you know, i don't know how you that fall again i'm I'm not saying that john snyder has to come back in my book i i think he's going to be hired just because of his connection to the players you know prior to the major league level you know through the minors and and stuff like that but i mean <laughs> you know the the leafs brought dubas back the leafs brought sheldon keith back a lot of guys after uh they went kerplunk I, I, in this circumstance, I, I feel like John Snyder is going to be the guy. Um, and, you know, you can fault him for maybe leaving Kevin Gosman in the game too long. Uh, Gosman, you'd think that he would have been able to settle down after the Jays were up that much. And he had a couple of decent innings getting back on track. But um, at, at that point yesterday, I think it was just a house of cards that came down right in front of him. There's not a hell of a lot he was able to do. That was just baseball at its finest. And, at its worst, Michael, but your Yankees will now take on the Cleveland Guardians, and that should be an interesting. I like how you're just kind of, you know, writing it off like no, no problem. The the Guardians. Oh are no, done. no, 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 no. But 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 I I just I'm just I still it's taking me a little bit getting still getting used to calling them the Cleveland Guardians. That that you know and I, but uh, no, I mean honestly. I, if it was playing Cleveland or playing Tampa Bay from from the Yankee perspective, I would have rather played Cleveland because. Tampa Bay played the Yankees 18, 19 times this know. year. They know them inside and out. And right. you know, so I mean, I, I that I think yeah. it'll be an easier point. Not to say that Cleveland can't beat them because Cleveland's got good pitching, and not to say Seattle can't beat Houston. So um, uh, I think I actually think the Blue Jays would have had a better chance to beat Houston with their offense, right? Than it would than than Seattle does. But uh, you know, it's and and the other thing is, you just said you know they. they They'll probably bring Schneider back. Well, the the Leafs brought Randy Carlisle back after Game Seven, Game Seven of 2013, and look how that turned out. Oh, Mike, thanks for the perspective, man. We appreciate it very much. I, I That's what I'm here for. Yeah, you are, and you're fantastic at it, guys. Don't forget to go to hockeybuzz.com, read Mike's stuff. Mike, thanks for um, including our show links in all of your content. That's one of the reasons why we're doing so well right now. I think um, OG's converts. The Leafs combo on YouTube is about to eclipse 1 million views in the next couple of days. 
will likely do it with this show. So thank you so much for all of your support. Again, it means the world to us, and I'm not bullshitting you. Without you, Mike and I uh, do not collab for this project any longer. Mike, you have Guardians, Yankees coming up, and then you have Leafs, Habs coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun, and um, you know what? Maybe I'll package up and send uh, an Uber or an Amazon guy down across the border with with some turkey for you. And okay. I, have, I have one fervent wish, last wish, What's that? that when we hear – Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or William Nealander score on Thursday in the home opener that we do not hear Hall and Oates. We heard it during the preseason. I'm hoping they're going to break out a new goal song for the start of the season because even Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner don't want it anymore. The fans don't want it anymore. So get a new goal song. Please. It's Yacht Rock, which represents smooth sailing. It's terrible. For the Maple Leafs. Come on, man. Let's go. For Mike, I'm Norm. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving, guys. Enjoy the baseball, hockey, and whatever else you enjoy, plus the, the turkey and stuff. Talk to you soon.